0: Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Thursday, July 1st. The second half of the year begins today. And you know what else is happening this month besides probably your vacation and a little rest? There's going to be some big money paid out starting this month. It's the child tax credit. And I recently went on CBS this morning to talk about the child tax credit. More on that after this.
1: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The American Rescue Plan passed by Congress in March increases the maximum child tax credit from $2,000 per child. It goes up to $3,600 for each child under 6 and $3,000 per child ages 6 to 17. The program begins paying families monthly starting July 15th. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger is here to walk us through the key details. Good morning, Jill. Long time no see. I want to get straight to it. Besides
2: the dollar amount, what's the biggest difference in terms of this year's child tax credit?
0: This enhanced credit is divided into two payments in half. And families that are entitled to it will be starting to get six monthly checks. Okay. So it starts July 15th. You'll get half of that credit from July through December. And then the other half of the credit you will claim when you file taxes next year. So this is quite different because in the old tax credit, you just filed your tax return. So again, half and half starts up July 15th. And who exactly qualifies for this new child tax credit payment? Well, of course, it's called the child tax credit. So you've got to have a kid under the age of 17 by the end of this year. So by December 31st, you have to have had a child. Okay, but then there are income thresholds and these are really important. If you are a single filer, you will get the credit if you have up to $75,000 of income for head of households, $112,500 and for married filing jointly, $150,000 so those are the qualifications I also want to make sure people understand if you didn't file taxes there are some Americans who don't have to file taxes there is a tool a portal for the IRS at the irs.gov website and you can actually put your information in there and that will entitle you to the credit
1: well that sort of leads my next question to Jill which is what do families need to do to get this money?
0: The vast majority of people, birthday boy. Oh, see, I slipped <laughs> Thanks, that in. Dear. Uh, the vast majority, the first, the vast majority of people don't have to do anything. Uh, now, this is really predicated on what has happened in the past. So, if your income is about the same as it was last year, if you have the same number of kids, your address, your bank account information, you really don't need to do anything. The IRS is proactively going to take action. However, if something has changed, you do want to go over to that IRS website, irs.gov. Again, it's the Child Tax Care Portal, and you want to change the information. So the reality is that if you have a, sort of a similar situation, no action. If there is new information, update.
1: We mentioned the higher end thresholds for qualifying. On the lower end, I was reading, even if you don't make enough to pay federal income tax, you still qualify. It's totally refundable. I wanted people to know that. Um, If the IRS says you qualify, but then your income went up over this past year, Jill, what do you do?
0: This is really tricky because this is unlike anything we've seen in the past. So a lot of people made lower amounts of money last year during the pandemic. Maybe your old information that the IRS has would make you qualified, But this year, you might have been making you might be making more money. So you are being asked by the IRS to actually opt out. This is incredibly important because you have to be proactive. So, to opt out, you go to the IRS.gov website, and there is a form there, and you just click through it. And the only reason you're opting out is because you think you make too much money this year to qualify for the credit. Now. I would advise that if you think you're sort of on the bubble, you're not sure whether you qualify or not, you can still opt out. And that way, next tax season, if you do qualify, you can get that full credit. But it's better not to get the money this year, because if you get it and you don't qualify, you have to pay back that money to Uncle Sam next tax season. So, Mark, this child tax credit really is so confusing because, you know, half the money getting paid out in monthly installments this year then the other half that has to actually get claimed on next year's tax return. You know what I decided? I get why this all happened. It's just that it happened before anyone realized that the economy was really getting back on track. So what do you think people should do if they're getting this child tax credit, right? But they're really doing okay. So what should they do with this extra moolah
2: other than send it back?
0: <laughs> no, you don't have to send it back. There's no sending it back. I mean, the only time you have to send it back is if you think you're making too much money this year. But, like, what should people do, really?
2: Yeah, I know. That's that's the dilemma. That, that's what happened with the stimulus checks. You know, last year, a lot of people got stimulus checks who didn't need it. Right. So I And some know. of
0: them just bought meme stocks on Robinhood.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe that paid off. Uh, I mean, what do you do? I don't know. I mean, the smart thing to do would maybe just put it aside, maybe put it aside for the child, for the child's education. That's probably what I would do. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think?
0: I'm thinking, you know, after the boring stuff, my big three, right? Well, after you've paid down your consumer loans and maybe put a little aside for your own student loan repayment, because that's starting to tick away shortly and- putting money into your retirement account, of course, making sure you've got your your six to 12 month emergency reserve fund established. I think that it is a great idea to use this money and to establish a 529 plan. And, you know, we've been getting some questions about funding for college and, you know, I, I'm going to put a plug in for a website that I have no ownership in. It's just, I think, probably the best one, like the best aggregator is savingforcollege.com. And the reason why I like this is that it will tell you what your state plan is. Because don't forget, with a 529 plan, in many states, you get a state income tax benefit by using your state's plan. And I think that a lot of people just, they don't know that. As always, I'm very interested in finding out you know, in terms of what people are thinking about, whether they've been looking at 529 plans, what's the smartest one. I would never shop for a 529 plan based on performance, but I would absolutely shop for a 529 plan based on fees. And so I really would encourage you to do a little bit of digging. And again, if your state offers any sort of benefit, any sort of tax benefit, you want to use that plan. Um, So I like that idea. If you don't need the money, maybe open a 529 plan. How's that?
2: I am all for that. I love the 529 plan. I love the New York 529 plan. I do get a state income tax deduction. So I am all over it. And it is all Vanguard. Very cheap.
0: Very cheap. So that's what we want. We want cheap, 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 cheap. This episode is brought in part to you
1: by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
0: Okay, before we finish up the episode today, let's do an email. You ready, Mark? I'm ready. Let's do it. This is from Al who says, my wife and I have a household income of $120,000. We've got three children and we plan to work for another 25 years, retiring in our late 60s. Okay, that's great. We currently have about $120,000 in our Roth IRAs, $350,000 in 401ks, and $70,000 in our checking and savings accounts. A lot of money, right? The Roths and the 401ks each have about 70% in a total stock market index fund, 30% in an intermediate bond fund. No other debt other than the house. Okay. Would you please share your view on including international stocks, international bonds, REITs, small cap value, or any other sector? And if so, what percentage should we allocate? Question one, Mark, You like international stocks, bonds, REITs, small cap value. What do do you want to put in his portfolio? He's basically pretty plain vanilla right now. Stock index, bond index.
2: Yeah, I I like the international. Maybe if he wants to do 10 or 15% there. Uh, He says small cap, but I would just point out that he has the total stock market index that has the small cap in it. So you don't want to go out and get a separate small cap fund. You'll just be replicating things there. The reits, if he wants to, I don't, but that's up to him. If he wants to have a little bit, maybe five percent international bond, same thing. If he wants to, five ten percent on that side yep. as
0: well. Yep, I, I agree. And and you know, you can sort of think of like reits slash commodities. You know, they do act differently in different times. Um, and so, you know, if you, it sounds like you like indexes, if you like a reit index or a commodity index, and I would say a limitation of five for each of those. That would be my view on that. Not any other sector, really, from my point of view. But, you know, you're, you, the whole reason to add them is because they act differently at different times. Of course, that's annoying, right? Because on some level, you're like, oh my God, the US market, it's doing everything. It's leading the way. We're the best, you know, this is the best sector. This is the best thing to be. But, you know, you really want to, Contemplate what happens under different environments and what happens when things shift. And, you know, there have been times where international outperforms, there have been times where commodities and REITs outperform. So, a little bit in both, it gives you just a little peace of mind knowing you've got some exposure to those other asset classes. Are you ready for question two? Ready. Here we go. This is so perfect. Apropos of what we just talked about. Their children, Albert's children, one, three, and six. They've got no money in 529s, zero. We save 15, 16 grand a year in our tax advantage accounts. Are we right to wait until after we max out these retirement accounts before investing in 529 accounts? Mark, what's your view?
2: Yeah, because if they're only saving 15 to 16 grand a year in their tax advantage accounts, they're not maxing out. So- I think first things first is try to max out those accounts. And once you do that, then you can start shifting some of that money into the 529s. That's what I would do.
0: I agree with you 100%. You know me. I like retirement first. Now, for the most important part of this question. Are you ready, Mark? I want you to be prepared for this. Number three, my favorite bourbons are Blanton's, Bullet, Four Roses, and Woodford Reserve. Which other bourbons do you and Mark suggest? Were you not, I think the first time I I saw you drink a bourbon, you drank Bullet. Is that right? I was
2: a Bullet person long before Bullet became kind of mainstream. Now everybody knows Bullet, but I was on the Bullet bandwagon years ago. So yeah, I do like Bullet and I really, really like Woodford Reserve.
0: Okay. So I'm going to give you another one. I had one that I liked and I don't buy it anymore because it got stupid expensive, but I used to buy Widow Jane, which is from upstate New York, I think. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a good one.
0: And I liked that a lot, but then it got so expensive. My God, it was nuts. I like the Four Roses myself. I like Bullet also, but the same thing. Bullet has gotten so expensive, and I'm not sure exactly why. I've got one that I used to like. Someone gave me a bottle of this called Elijah Craig. That was good. And I would also be interested if you want to try to at least explore the Japanese whiskeys, which are not bourbon, but they're really... I think that, mm, I don't know. I think that those are interesting to check out. What about last year when I sent you six bottles of booze in the middle of the pandemic? I was like worried because you were not drinking enough.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I have about, I'm I'm just, I just opened up the cabinet. As we're answering this email, I opened up the cabinet. I have about one bottle left.
0: That's it? But that's that's all. only, it's like a year ago.
2: Yeah, well, it's gone. (laughs) What do you want me to tell you?
0: Does uh, your partner there, uh, she do bourbon and, and whiskey? No, no, no.
2: no. She's a, she's a uh, gin fan. She loves gin.
0: Oh, yeah. very important to know that.
2: Gin and tonic is her drink.
0: All right. Very good. You put a little splash of the, um, what is that you put in there? The the sweet.
2: Yeah. I got a San Germain. I have that yeah, right here. Yeah, the San Germain.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, if you would like our... Um, our our input on these kinds of questions, we are very happy to weigh in. Albert finishes by saying, thank you for all of your great podcast information. Thank you for taking the time to read and maybe even respond to this multi-directional email questions. Sincerely, Albert, thank you so much for writing. If you would like to contact us with your boozy questions, your financial questions, we're happy to respond. Just send us an email, Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. If you're on our website, jillonmoney.com, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. So here's the, some other ideas, a little housekeeping here. Number one, if you would like to make sure that you get every single episode, follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. We would also appreciate a rating and a review. And most importantly, we like to encourage you every show. Every Tuesday and Thursday when we drop this show, we want to encourage you to do something nice for someone else today. Try to lift somebody else up because it's going to make that person feel better. It's going to make you feel better. Here at Ion on Money, we've got a little mantra for 2021. Curiosity, compassion, community. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes Podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.
1: Are you ready for an all new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't wanna miss